This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Australian-made butterfly maternity pillow, which we are personally huge fans of. We certainly are. We love that it's multi-use and you can use it during your pregnancy and breastfeeding journey, but also that it comes with a removable tensile cover for easy care and comfort. And they sell out every time at the One Fine Baby Expo. They do. So if you want to grab one for yourself and want a sneaky 20% off discount, just <laughs> use the code COLDCOFFEE20 at onefinebaby.com.au. You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. You thought I was going to go, hello, hello, hello again, didn't you? I did. I did, Olivia, but I was ready Sorely for it. I was disappointed. ready for it. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, it's your hosts, Olivia. And Nadine. And we are from the Cold, Cold Coffee, Coffee Hot Mess, Mess Podcast. Podcast. I always want to do like a bell after that, like cause for celebration <laughs> or something. Well, surely Sim can just insert bell insert here. Bell. <laughs> there you go. So what's been happening, Liv? What's oh, the progress on What Eva? hasn't been happening? Yeah, so basically everything. we are full steam ahead for a tonsillectomy. Right. Very, very soon. Yeah. Um, and I thought we might end up in an emergency tonsillectomy, but turned out the poor kid has strep throat. So like, right. given that she's okay, yep. all steam ahead for a full-on tonsillectomy and the recovery that everyone is <sighs> warning me about. I feel like I've done so much research. Have you, I was about to say, have you been doing your research? Yeah. You've been asking your friends. you got the top tips. So much. Alex from work has awesome. given me some really good pointers. Brilliant. Also, I spoke to the Tiny Hearts girls at the One Fine Baby Expo. Right. They did a full article with a reel and everything about the tonsillectomy. Yeah, so I've right. got gems from that. Right. We've been reading her. I've got a book from when I had mine out when I was five. My mum found because she's a hoarder. Yeah. This is the one time <laughs> it comes in handy. She oh, found wow. a book about getting my tonsils out. One of those really? little golden books. Yeah, cool. You know, so I've been reading that to Eva every night. So she's fully oh, aware cute. of each step. And and, and pre- do you know prepared. what? She's so resilient. She's such a, I'm I more know. worried about you and how oh, you're going to feel. Absolutely. Did I not make that clear? Sorry. I'm most worried <laughs> about me. <laughs> I feel like I need to make that really clear. She'll be fine. Yeah, she will be fine. It's me. She'll get ice cream and jelly and oh, all those fun things. I'm so I'm sorry sure. if I gave you the, the feeling that I was worried about Eva. Gonna... No, I'm worried about me. <laughs> I need presents. I need a night nanny. I'll remember that. Sorry. No, um, she'll be fine. Yeah, We're have you good. got a present lined up? Yeah, you know what I got? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Woolies have those big ass unicorns. Mm-hmm. Like at the, the ones checkout. with the babies. They've got babies in the belly. No way. I thought yes. that'll that be great. Perfect. So I've started working into my stories at night. Yeah. I say to her, like I do, a, she goes, tell me a story every night. Every night I tell her, like right now, it's little boy Cooper's getting his tonsils out and his mummy brings a huge giant <laughs> rainbow unicorn and the eyes lit up and she was like, Ugh! and I was like, and there were babies in the belly. And she's like, what? Do you do makeup stories? Yeah, yeah. I make up stories. Oh, right. I haven't done that in so long. Mm. My parents used to do that to me yeah. all the time. Why don't I do that anymore? It's that hard. Such a good, I know it's hard. It's really hard. But it's on the fun. Spot. Yeah. It's actually quite fun. First, you've got to come that. up with the character. That's the key. That's awesome. Okay. I was like, little boy Cooper, go. And then you just go from there. Okay. The other week it was kangaroo Julie. Go. Yeah, right. And you just make up a story. I used to do it like, you know, Max and Arabella and adventures mm. and make them up. But oh, great. That's nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I find that gets her off to sleep. Well, look, good luck. Thank you very much. I'll that's report back I from the other side. Say. You have absolutely no pearls of wisdom, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back to you from the other side. I'll be texting in yeah, the morning I know and you texting will. in the evening. Uh, no, little Arnie Nads check in. Yeah, God check love in, check in. Well, let's get into the episode then. We've got a good one today. Oh, we do. Isn't Luca just a lovely human being? You've probably heard of Luca from Boob to Food Mm. if you're on Instagram in any capacity and you have kids. um, She's a maverick at, you know, getting into that solids journey and doing it in a really kind of unique way, putting nutrition first, you know. Yeah, very different from when I... Yeah, had um, Max and Bells. Yeah, while I was feeding them first. Yeah, like no rice cereal anymore. That's yeah. There's the, no. There's some good little hacks. You she's get out got of this some one. amazing tips um, on on starting the solids journey and how to do it efficiently. So let's get into that chat. Let's go. Woo. Okay, today we feel so lucky, don't we? Because we have quite the superstar guest. And let me tell you, the list of achievements. You might want to just take a sip Buckle of water, in. sit down. <laughs> today we have Luke McCabe. <laughs> now she's a registered midwife. She's a registered nurse, a birth and parenting educator, a nutrition consultant, and owner of Boob to Food and author of Milk 
to meals. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, never a, never <laughs> a boring moment in Luca's life. Do you have any <laughs> spare time, Luca? Wow. <laughs> No, but you're embarrassing me, but thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, don't forget the three kids. Yes, throw them into the mix. I think it sounds a lot more better than it probably is. So, uh, <laughs> I think you're just one of those like humble people. I was about to say very humble. When we first asked you, you just gave us the boob to food and then we said, no, surely. And then you're like... And there's this. I'm and like, what else this, do you do? And there's this. Yeah. It all like, came out. Yeah, girl. Even when I was trying to book this chat, she was like, anytime, anytime. Yeah, what a legend. Like, just amazing. And that's why everyone loves you. So we've been mentioning to our friends um, and family who've just yeah. given birth and they all know about you. Everyone knows about you. So we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. I'm glad that the message of boob to food is being spread. So I, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So thank you for having me on. So welcome. Now, Nadine's right. We did uh, tell a lot of our family and friends and a lot of questions started pouring in. So what I've done is put them all in a document, culled the ones that are no good. So sorry, friends and family. Yeah. Um, but we do have a list of great questions. And this is the perfect chat for people who are coming up to the time where they're starting their solids journey with their baby yeah. or even are established, mm-hmm. right? And their kids are eating and they just want to know, I guess, mm-hmm. are they on the right track? How can they do better? I mean, my kids are two and four and I still want to know that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's never ending, I know, it? right? No, nutrition is the foundation of everything. Right? Oh, that's oh, a good wow. little uh, line. Well, there you go. That's anyway. too bit for your podcast. You could employ her. She's on the mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anytime. anytime. <laughs> now, Luca, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and what you do day to day? Yeah, so my name's Luca. I am the founder of Boob to Food, which is a company I started in 2018. I say company now, it was not a company for many years. It was just me on Instagram and (laughs) now it's a company which is amazing. And now I work with a dietitian on our team, nutritionist, naturopath, occupational therapist. And we also have a clinic which has five other nutritionists and naturopaths that work in our clinic as well. Um, We have our own podcast, Proof to Food the Podcast. And yeah, I also have a book, Milk to Meals, and another one that's very soon and on the way. That is incredible. And how old were your kids, so? Oh, yeah. So I have three, three kids. Three kids. Yeah. Eight, five, and two. Eight, wow. five, and two. And you've built, oh, wow. That's An empire. Incredible. Congratulations. Well, hold on. Oh, hold on. No, I'm not baby. letting you get away with this. I, we want to know about the new book. We want to get the exclusive. Oh. You have to tell us. Yeah. So it's with the graphic designer now. So it's probably, to be honest, not going to come out until the new year, early in the new year. But it's it's all about toddlers and family meals. So it's Great. the progression from milk to meals. Yeah. Bingo. And it's that next stage, which is really fitting for me because obviously I don't have babies anymore and I don't want any more. <laughs> Let's one surprise. Surprise me because yeah. I keep bugging my husband to have a sniff and it hasn't happened yet. So. <laughs> Don't um, yeah, but yeah, so it's that next progression onto hopefully just really supporting the family dynamic, family meals, and making sure that the whole family is well fed, not just the baby. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the realm that we're going right. into. But Boob to Food on its own is we really started that as a company. Oh, I started as a company to sort of shift the paradigm of infant nutrition and just to break a lot of the misinformation that's out there around infant nutrition and so I think people enjoyed the content that I was putting out there and it yeah. grew a lot quicker than I thought that it would uh, and it's just sort of snowballed from there and I'm still trying to keep up with it so yeah right yeah, oh it's a busy business. <laughs> yes I bet yeah. well what yeah. is your personal philosophy on starting solids just from if you had to kind of really simplify it how would you describe it I don't know if I would say it's a personal philosophy or one that I just think is backed by evidence and research, which is that babies, I guess their main nutrient requirement is iron. And so Mm -hmm. trying to incorporate foods that are naturally high in iron rather than relying on synthetic versions of iron like what you would find in a rice cereal or any fortified foods and so I guess we promote foods that are high in heme iron sausage which means that they are meat based so we do promote a lot of meat for babies obviously we support our plant-based families as well and them getting as much iron as they can but when it comes down to the core we focus on whole foods foods that are naturally really nutrient dense in the nutrients that our babies require and also just making mealtimes relaxing uh, something that the whole family will enjoy something that's not a stress and not a burden 
And so we're very big on promoting foods that the whole family can eat so that you're not just making your baby food. That mm. is something that, you know, if mums, if we're all eating is the toast crust or the leftover cereal, at least if we can be eating the leftovers of something nutrient dense for our baby, at least we're getting something yeah, for ourselves as well. So important. But obviously we want to support mothers and the whole family as well. And so, you know, that's a big part of what we do as well is just encompassing the whole family. And something that I have really found, and it's been a personal anecdote for me is well but for everyone really that we talk to is once that somebody I guess has a child especially in pregnancy you start to shift and look at nutrition a very different way because you're no longer Mm. just eating for yourself you're eating for your baby as well yeah and then you go into postpartum and you realize how important it is to nourish your body because it's been hit by a truck basically and you don't (laughs) feel great (laughs) so true and then you know you're often breastfeeding and there's so many nutrient requirements there and then you have your baby who's starting solids and I guess that's when so many people really think actually what am I feeding and what are we eating and start looking at ingredients and what I have found is that snowball effect is then you start looking at ingredients for yourself and it kind of just naturally one change at a time means that you all start eating a little bit better yeah that's what we try and hone in on here at Boop to Food. So just on that what is the ideal age for your child to begin like are there any signs we should be looking for when they start their solids journey? Yeah so all of the guidelines recommend the age is around six months of age and so these guidelines were changed back in 2015. This is one of those things where there's a lot of misinformation still around Mm. because you still hear different ages being thrown around. The guidelines all say around six months because like our babies walk at different ages Mm. and talk at different ages, they also are ready for solids at different ages. And so it's really important to look at the baby that's in front of you. The signs of readiness, there are a few that you want to look for. One biggest one that I think is that they can sit unsupported. They won't necessarily, you know, be able to sit on the floor and not roll backwards. That's probably not going to happen for eight or nine months. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what you would be looking for though more is if you can put them on your lap and they're very sort of have that trunk stability and they're sitting upright and got that right high now. neck yep. yeah yep <laughs> sit up nice have that nice posture and babies do have beautiful posture we can learn yeah. a lot from them so if they've got that trunk stability they're not flopping forward flopping to the sides and not a buckle head as well so yeah. you know those things things people put in their car and their head you know mm-hmm. bobbles around totally yeah. we don't want any of the buckle head we want them to have really nice head strength yeah. and neck strength That's probably the biggest thing. And so if you were to put them into a high chair, which is a semi-supported environment because they can prop their hands on the high chair and kind of support themselves, Mm. if they can sit upright without bumping to the side or forward, that's a good sign to look out for. So it's more physical signs rather than actually, you know, trying to eat my carrot off me or something. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to be healthy here. (laughs) I think this is the bit that trips people up a lot because that is a really good sign. So showing interest in what you're eating is a great sign and something that's amazing. But I like to remind parents that they do start to do this around four months. And just because they're looking at your car keys doesn't mean that they want to drive. So you've just got to be, yeah. So you've just got to be like mindful, like, yes, they're super interested in your food, but they're also super interested in absolutely everything that you you do. Mm. And so it's actually really good to eat in front of them because then by the time they are developmentally ready and they are sitting upright and have nice head strength, Mm. that they kind of know then what to do with the food because so many times we eat when it's nap time or we eat not with our baby and then it comes to food and we expect them just to pick it up and eat it. No. We think, well, how are they meant to know? They've never seen this before. It's so funny, isn't it? Because like my, Freddie was four and a half months, I think, and I just tried him with a little bit of pureed something or other, apple or something, and he could not get enough. This child was like, (laughs) hungry, hungry boy. (laughs) But then my girlfriend, um, Sarah, her son Alexander was like eight and a half months, like, she tried yeah, one from six so and he different. didn't want a bar of solids until, yeah, he was mm. well over eight months. Yeah, Ma- Max was straight into it. I was mm. like, oh, he's so advanced. Bells, no, not so much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, there's so many variants though and it's that's important to note that it doesn't mean that they're not ready though. It's just that some babies will take a little bit longer to really understand what to do with food. Um, it's important to know that food is an accompaniment to breast milk or formula until 12 months of age. So, wow. you know, okay. as much as they have high iron need, the main nutrient requirements that they're still getting is from breast milk that's or formula. So, true. so that can take a bit of yeah. stress off. But yeah, they should show interest 
interest in food, they should be sort of reaching for foods. And that's another one. We want them to be able to show the signs that they've had enough or that they want more. And so one of those big things is that they can reach for food. If they if you're spoon feeding, that they can kind of reach for the spoon and grab it and put it to their mouth. This is a or great they can reach point. reach for finger foods. Because a girlfriend, um, a girlfriend that wasn't a girlfriend, it was from our Facebook group. It was a, a girl called Ariana. She's a girlfriend. She's in our Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> she also had a question. She's got, I believe, a four and a half month old. And she had a lot of questions about portion sizes. I think she's tried her son on solids already and he's eaten the whole bowl and she was like, does he need more? How, how much should I actually be giving him and how often? I think that's, and you're talking about misinformation and a lot of oversaturated information. That's something that is really heavily reported on so many different ways. So it's kind of hard yeah. for parents to know. Yeah, it's the same. You've got to look at the baby in front of you. I guess with a four and a half month old, I would be cautious of giving too much yeah. i guess one of the things when we start solids if they aren't completely developmentally ready one of the big things that we see is constipation for babies that right. can very easily be avoided if you didn't start solids as early or given as much food mm-hmm. so we need to remember that breast milk has no fiber in it or very 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 little fiber mm-hmm. and so whilst fiber is good if we give them so much fiber all at once which generally the foods you start them on solids are, are really fibrous foods then it can take them a little while for their digestive enzymes mm-hmm. to sort of play catch up and to actually work out how to digest the food so starting off slow and working your way up is great the biggest thing is that like i said the food shouldn't displace breast milk or formula mm-hmm. so gradually over time it will start to increase and the breast milk and formula will uh formula has got to be a little bit more mindful i guess because you have to reduce the consumption manually mm-hmm. but with breast milk they would just spend less and less time at the breast and yep. so it's going to be a gradual transition mm-hmm. but definitely that first few months really is an accompaniment to <laughs> to the food to I the remember breast milk, those poos gosh they were interesting oh, oh what Lord. color are they today oh, I was like scientist in there like I was just yeah, didn't yeah, gross so, me out at all oh, I was so bored yeah. oh, the things know we know what's do. going on yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah there's no right or wrong amount so you would start with like maybe some babies will eat not even a teaspoon and some babies might eat a quarter of a cup of food I probably wouldn't go over a quarter of a cup of food to start with. Great. Like that's Good probably advice. enough. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to how many meals um, you would start generally, I guess every baby again is different, but as a general rule of thumb, I usually say between six and seven months is one meal a day, seven to nine months is two meals a day and nine to 12 months is three meals a day. That's a good guide. It doesn't really matter though. That's like a guide, mm. such a guide. Please take it with a grain of salt. The biggest thing is that by 12 months, you kind of want to be thinking that, hey, they should really be on three meals a day now. Yeah. Maybe a snack or two if you want to, but a breastfeed can still be considered a snack. So don't be too hung up on snacks. Yeah. They don't need snacks before then. Yep. And, you know, the aim is that you just gradually progress to that and that, that by 12 months, they're kind of eating family meals. And so if you just have that in your head, it just takes a bit of that stress away of, you know, they have to be on two meals now or they yeah. have to be on three meals now because realistically, there's no actual like real guides. No, just start small and then gradually build, right? Yeah. Yeah, as they're tolerating it. And yeah. if they have constipation, for example, then you would obviously not go so heavy. Yeah, or, exactly. you know, exactly. digestive issues, you might say, oh, like they're having too much. But if they're eating it well and they seem to be wanting more, then you might offer some more and that's fine. For and sure. the key word is offer. Yeah. We're offering. So we're not force feeding. It's up to them whether they choose to eat or not. So all we can do as parents and caregivers is offer. That's our role and their role is whether they choose to eat it. Mm-hmm. And is it true that you should start them on vegetables because once you introduce the fruit they might be less inclined because it's so sweet it's sweet yeah they might be less inclined to go back to the vegetables or um yes and no so again this isn't a rule this is some i guess a philosophy that we promote at boob to food is yeah we try and do keep food as savory for as long as possible but if that means you give a banana sometimes it doesn't matter it's totally <laughs> fine i think my third child lived on bananas yeah. because it was yeah. an easy portable fruit Freddy certainly does yeah <laughs> yeah no, no. That was the first word. So, nana, nana. Yeah, oh, it's so I mean, good. You know, easy, mushy. Yeah. I know it's okay. easy. Yeah. So like, you know, there's n- there's nothing wrong with fruit at all. We do find though that for some babies, they will generally prefer fruit. Breast milk is very sweet. And so obviously, and we, you know, as humans are all sort of predisposed to wanting sweet foods mm-hmm. and it's sort of that safe, like it tells us the food is safe generally if it's a sweet food. And so they will generally like fruit more, but while we can have control over 
you know, what they're eating. I do try and keep food savory for as long as possible. But when we say vegetables, that's also including things like meat and eggs and nuts and lots of other beautiful, nutritious foods. What are those first foods? Like I remember it was porridge. Rice cereal. The rice cereal, the porridge was the first one that you had to do. That's not like recommended anymore, right, Luke? Yeah, like what's (laughs) recommended? And I remember banana was an easy one. Yeah, um, like what what would you say in the top five, I guess, like if you were to start? That I would recommend? (laughs) Yeah, that you would recommend. Yeah, so rice cereal, still hear many people recommending, but it wouldn't be one of our recommendations. Mm -hmm. Like I said at the beginning, it's a synthetic form of iron. It also has no flavour to it. And with a synthetic form of iron, you generally, if anyone's been pregnant and have had to take iron supplements, supplements you'll know it generally causes some constipation or digestive oh i remember yeah (laughs) yeah and also it's just so important to know that the actual amounts when we looked into rice cereal it absolutely does not meet the the rdi it's called the recommended daily intake of iron for an infant and also the absorbability of that iron is so low because it's not a heme source of iron so the bioavailability which means how much our body actually absorbs of the iron yeah. is actually really low so with meat sauce for example you would absorb up to 25 to 40 percent of the iron with a vegetable or right. a synthetic iron, you absorb about zero to thirteen percent of it. Right. So something oh. could say it's got the same milligrams, but your body won't. It's, it's take how your much body absorbs it. it. See, straight away when you're talking about iron, I'm like, well, just get a rump steak and yeah, <laughs> yeah. cut it up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, so, not, maybe not for babies. <laughs> some people have told me, which is a bit embarrassing, because if the liver queen, because if you see the liver king on Instagram, you'll know. Oh, that's I know the liver king, and I understand yeah. the embarrassment. I don't, I yeah. don't like you. Yeah, so. <laughs> No, and he's about eight times he the size like of me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he. Oh. I'm pretty sure he got done for taking steroids. So oh, he's an absolute <laughs> steroid user. My husband's obsessed with him, yeah. like in a, in a laughing kind of way. Like doesn't want to be like him, but yeah, yeah. So I didn't look like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I guess when you come back to what foods that I would recommend, mm. it would be foods that are really high in, in iron because, like we said, some babies really don't eat very much and their biggest requirement is iron. They actually require more than an adult male mm. as a baby up till two years no of way. age, Jeez, which is pretty Louise. Yeah. Now, that milligram, though, so it's 11 milligrams a day that they recommend. When we've looked into it, we actually think that's a really unachievable amount to be able to expect for a baby mm-hmm. to eat. So all we could do is aim for the best. So I guess when we're talking about providing nutrient-dense foods, we want to provide a lot of bang for the buck because they probably aren't going to eat very much. Mm. And so whilst things like porridge is totally fine, it doesn't Mm. have a lot of what our babies require. And so I would save that for more when they're on like two meals a day or three meals a day rather than when they're on one meal a day and all you've kind of got a small window to to be able to offer these foods. And so I would be thinking things, I guess my kids' first foods were liver Mm. (laughs) Um, because liver gram for gram is the highest form of iron that you can get well actually you can actually get higher in forms of things like chicken heart and stuff but it depends oh. how crazy you want to go and there. did they like it <laughs> how do you serve that yeah, yeah loved it loved liver. it so normally I, I would make like a pate so just fry the livers and then i blended it with some bone broth and then served oh, it on yeah. a spoon yeah or you can use it as like a dip obviously like an yeah. adult has pate mm-hmm. if you buy a store-bought pate they generally have alcohol in them and butter and things which is not, an allergen not so great you probably for... wouldn't mm-hmm. no <laughs> um but other foods any meat sources are going to be really great. So any of your like slow cooked beautiful meats, especially things like also buco, which has that like marrow and just is mm. so beautiful and nutritious would be our recommendation or chicken thigh is a really great one too, because it's got to the darker the meat, the more iron. So it's it. okay to go straight to meat, just to clarify this. Like when you're starting at six months, I've always yeah. sort of thought you need to kind of go to the vegetables, maybe dabble in the fruit and then get onto meat when they're like but you'd puree it, right? For sure. But I always thought meat was like a second yeah. step. You're saying no, definitely not. No, I would do it the other way around. And you don't oh. need to puree it either. If you're going down the baby leather eating route, you can. Yeah, no, well, you can do that rump steak then, can't you? You can. You can. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> They're probably going to get more from being pureed in a lot of ways because obviously a steak's quite hard to eat mm. for them. Um, but you can offer things like your slow-cooked meats breakdowns that like yeah. if, you know, Full basically we want to be able to squish them with our fingers and that means babies can squish it with their roof of the mouth and the tongue. Mm-hmm. And so with a slow-cooked meat, you can do that very easily. So mm-hmm. if that causes you anxiety, you can absolutely puree oh, it. The slow cook is your best friend. Yeah, yeah. Any veggies are beautiful. So Like pumpkin. I think we started on pumpkin. Yeah, to be 
honest, pretty much any vegetable is going to be fine. They all have like lots of amazing nutrients in them. If someone is plant-based, if they wanted to go on my website, we have a plant-based blog, which talks about sort of pairing things like vitamin C and soaking and souring grains and lentils and things, ways that you can increase the iron absorbability of food rather than feeling like you have to go down the meat route, obviously. The other two foods I would say, and then I would start on some of the allergens as well. So there's a few allergens that have been recommended that you start earlier. One is peanuts and the other one is egg. And so they're both beautiful, nutrient-dense foods as well. So once you've done a few other foods first, I always like to start off with something that would be considered low allergenic, like a meat or a vegetable. Mm -hmm. And just to make sure baby's tolerating food at all, rather than just going straight in with an allergen. And then I would start introducing some things like peanut butter, like a smooth peanut butter and egg yolk is a beautiful one as well. And I've heard the earlier you do this, like the further away from 12 months, the lesser the reaction, if they were to have a reaction. Is that accurate? Um, not quite. No. <laughs> the, good. We're the, debunking the, yeah, That's good. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, it's good. So, basically, the studies have shown that the earlier and more frequent you introduce the allergens, the less chance you have of developing an allergy. So, okay. if you had a okay. reaction, that's still an allergic reaction. Yeah, right. The thing with a reaction is generally the first time you offer it, they probably won't get a reaction. It's generally the second or third time that you oh. do it because the body first has to identify that it doesn't, for some reason, like that protein that's been introduced by the body. And then when the second and the third introduction, that's when the body will sort of have their armor up and say, hey, I remember no. I don't like this protein. No, no. Yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like how an immunization works. So, you know, you give it yeah. a little bit of the inoculated virus and the body says, oh, what's this? Next time I see this virus, I'm going to attack it and it's sort of the same kind of thing but we don't know why some bodies attack the proteins in certain foods or lifestyle things we don't know why so that's something that they're still trying to find in research but what they have found is that the earlier and more frequent introduction has significantly decreased the uh, risk of allergies which is amazing Hmm. one thing I will say with starting solids there is some emerging research that says that for high risk babies of allergies so the baby has eczema or if uh, the parent have allergies themselves, then there is some evidence to say that introducing allergens by four months is helpful. Yeah, but yeah. that would be a case-by-case scenario to speak with the doctor where you might actually start with little bits of peanut butter in the mouth at four months before you start on food. Right. And that would be like if a parent is anaphylactic or something like that. It's something yeah or if the baby had severe eczema is another big sign as well so that's just something to speak to your doctor about because it's not a guideline yet it's emerging research but it's definitely been shown to be helpful and when you're starting to introduce the paint is it just peanuts or what about cashews and almonds and all those Mm. is or do you just start with the peanut one Yeah, so peanuts are a different allergen to tree nuts. They're actually technically a fruit, I think. So, yeah, it's all very confusing. So the reason I say peanuts and eggs as your first allergens is that they're the ones that have been studied the most. So there was a big trial called the LEAP trial, which studied them and shown that earlier introduction to be better. But then from that, they've said to introduce all the allergens by 12 months and keep them in regular rotation in the diet. So, yes, that would include tree nuts and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no order to them but the ones that have actually been studied is the eggs and peanuts which is why we just say start with that plus they're kind of things that are good to know if your baby's allergic to eggs kind of in so many things so it's good to do that and then work your way through the other ones if you're like a really big fish eating family you might do fish really early if you eat a lot of soy then you might do soy earlier and just to make your life easier so that you can eat family meals yeah Okay. And what about in your experience with mistakes parents make? Yeah. What are we doing wrong in starting solids? Don't be shy. We need to be educated here. I don't want to call anyone out because I don't think that anyone goes into it thinking that they're making a mistake. Everyone wants to do the best for their baby. For and sure. usually they've been told misinformation and mm. it's just more a sad thing that they've been told something that yeah. obviously then they've been led to believe is the right thing. And so when I guess when we say you've made a mistake that we could make people feel really awful. But I think like as a mum of two, like I would have loved to know what I could have done better with Freddie. 
I guess the things that we try and really promote quite heavily is baby led weaning a lot, which yes. is finger foods. There's nothing wrong with purees, but a lot of people are scared that their baby will choke with finger foods. And that's normal. That's really normal, right? Totally, which is so fine. Mm. But the evidence has shown that if you do baby lead weaning right and you provide food in the right texture and shape and size, which is something that we talk about a lot, then there's actually no increased chance of choking. And so that's a big one. Just while you're talking about what is baby lead weaning? So baby lead weaning is when you're offering finger foods as opposed to spoon feeding. But I do like to say we're not exclusive. Like there's some really hardcore baby lead weaning Facebook groups and things that I've been banned from apparently because (laughs) we're not a hardcore, (laughs) we're not a hardcore for uh, baby led weaning. You're either 100% in or 100% out. Like yeah. that, that's it. <laughs> Which is so silly because yeah. as an adult, we experience, like we yeah. don't eat yogurt with our hands. And so there's a balance. And to some families, baby led weaning will absolutely freak them out. And for me, like I said at the beginning, it's more important that families feel comfortable and confident and relaxed in mealtime. Sure. Because if you can imagine if you're trying to do baby led weaning and finger foods and you're really anxious about it. And so that means that every time your baby has a small gag or you know makes a little face or something if you're whacking them on the back or sticking your fingers down their throat it's not going to be an enjoyable mealtime experience for anyone or if you can imagine that they're just you know mom's just staring at you the whole time hovering helicopter eyes oh my god and whilst you're eating can you imagine eating dinner with someone just staring at you ready to whack you on the back like it's not an enjoyable experience gosh no and so we're definitely not only do baby load weaning my biggest thing is that i would really highly recommend that everyone start at least some finger foods by nine months of age because the research does show that they're going to still gag regardless of what age that you Mm. introduce the finger foods whether you do that at two years old or if you do it at six months age they're still going to gag and the research also shows that our babies are born with so many protective mechanisms to prevent against choking that actually as they get older get less Mm. so for example their gag reflex is really fast forward and so they're going to gag way before it actually enters near the airway. Yeah. And so that actually moves back over time. And so then there's more of an increased risk of choking because the food's going to be further back in the mouth. Yeah, That's just right. one example. There's so many little protective mechanisms our babies have against choking. And so if we can sort of introduce those finger foods, teach them how to chew and swallow and learn about food that's a different texture to a puree, learn about touching foods. This is a big issue that we see these days is that there's so many kids that don't like touching food or mm. don't like or foods, foods touching each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Some kids are like that. Yeah, so, you know, it's showing us, like, we need to make a change. Yeah. Um, and finger foods also really, really, this is something that I'm so passionate about, really encompasses the whole family meal. It means that we can all eat together. Rather than you making something separate for your baby, mm. it means that they're seeing foods that you're eating, they're eating the same foods that you're I'm eating, so they're watching what you're eating. You are. Yeah, and it's a habit, like, it's something so many people do, mm. and it's an easy one to fall into because mm. you're like well I just want my child to eat something I know they'll like sure. chicken nuggets so I'm just gonna make chicken nuggets right and mm. I'm gonna have this beautiful I feel it steak because then I'm gonna eat it anyway and it's expensive and <laughs> yeah. I don't want food waste yeah. and I fully get it and you know my two-year-old now like many nights he'll eat nothing many nights you I know, was gonna I ask think, about well, this how do you get them to eat <laughs> like Freddie won't touch steak won't touch sausages whereas Eva will eat all that stuff it's like I'm catering for two different kids it's like what how do we get them to eat yeah I'll have to send you my new book because my <laughs> new book is all about this <laughs> really? uh, but basically you can't get them to eat it comes back to a division of responsibility like mm. I talked about before it's our job to provide the food and provide in regular intervals I guess what I would say is that eating as a family meal is going to be the biggest thing to help if you're eating Mm. the same thing then they're going to watch you they're not going to associate certain foods as being adult food or certain foods as being quote-unquote healthy food and you know not want that food which is how I grew up eating like I ate different to my parents yeah, and nothing sure. many of us did in front of the tv and it was all you know very different so you can definitely come back from it but you know just to make your life easier in the interim yeah just one meal for everyone like yeah wouldn't one meal for everyone night every night I mean that's the only meal ever taco yeah. night is huge taco Tuesday in our, in oh. our house is do you know why do you know why taco night is popular though it's no. because and this is another thing that comes back to it is that it's giving our little ones autonomy because generally they'll build their own taco. So what we want to do is if we can sort of 
provide things that are a platter style meal or a shared style meal where our little ones all they want is autonomy and they want to be in control of what they're eating so we can choose what goes on the table but they can choose what goes onto their plate and so when we do that they're so much more inclined to actually eat the food because they've been the ones to put that food on that's exactly what i did with my daughter she would not eat anything it was just yellow foods and i got one of those plates that are cut up into all the different squares Uh, what are they called bento boxes well are they bento plates like a divider like a divider a divider and then i would say uh, what would you like and she just wants rice cheese so i would just make a surprise oh would you like a surprise so and then the plate starts building a bit of color into it and then she started by like two weeks later she was eating the whole plate just by giving her that choice you know Mm, with the different little boxes it works. Yeah, and that's the other thing, Nadine, that you've come back to is being considerate without being catering. So we want to be considerate of our children's needs that you knew that she really liked beige foods. So you're going to provide beige foods, you know, as a majority of the plate. So then if she says, I don't want any dinner, you're like, well, at least I know I've given you something you like. That's your choice. Yeah. Like, I can't make mm-hmm. you eat. Yeah. I haven't given you sardines on tomato or something <laughs> random. That they would never. Yeah. Isn't going to eat. Mm. Yeah. But you're adding in little bits of other things as well that, you know, she can take or leave and it's not a huge deal. It's not a huge lot of food mm. waste. So you're being considerate of her needs, but you're not being a caterer as in you're not going to provide her a fully different meal or she's not going to say, I don't want this. And then you go make a sandwich because that's catering to their needs rather than just being considerate. Yeah, and so definitely. that's the same as if you have a vegetarian friend come over and, you know, you're going to be considerate. You're probably not going to make a meal that's literally just a steak on a plate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you might be considerate and make something that everyone likes, but that, you know, you might still have a bit of meat on the table that some people who like meat can grab so that's a kind of good example Mm, of that but that's very much verging into toddler domain rather than babies but they're good things to start from the beginning anyway and work your way up from that's awesome and when you've got toddlers and, and bigger kids you're on the go a lot and that brings us to our next question about solids when you're doing this baby led weaning or starting your solids journey how do you do it on the go what are the hacks to make life easier and make kind of feeding when you're out and about more accessible Mm. Yeah, so I guess there's so many like portable foods and stuff that you can offer. Like I said, I basically fed my third child bananas and avocados for the first few months of his life when we were out and about because they were things I could keep in my bag. I guess, you know, we would still just have normal foods, but we would pack like an ice brick. Sometimes if you're doing purees, you know, putting them in a thermos or something like that. Easy ways. A great thing is we use the Little Chomps brand, the Smocks, because, you know, you can when you can, they're messy so yeah, you can just pop that on them when you're out and about oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. and then let them sort of have their food do a thing and then you can take it off and then you know, haven't fully destroyed the whole outfit oh. for the day when you're that's out and about that's a real deterrent to the solids isn't it <laughs> yeah. destroying the outfit yeah. oh gosh and then I also did love you know things that are a bit cleaner when you're out and about so things like little fritters or little pancakes or things like yeah. that because they're generally quite clean rather than offering like off. yeah, yeah rather than like a che- chia pudding that's going to go everywhere and you'll find it a month later so you see oh. still em- embedded through everything yeah i used to use the puree you know puree it yourself and then put it in the little cinchies um pouches oh, and then the, take the them on the go ones. yeah oh they're yeah. great yeah, just yeah. put them in the cinchies and and then they can, and they can just suck yeah. it like so, a yogurt. Yeah, the Stubo bottle is good for that too. Oh, yeah, I have a club with, with Stubo with one of their bottles. And yeah, they're really great for things like purees or yogurts. Or and with both and those like things, I mean, you can put all, yeah. yeah, it's not just the yogurt. I used to think it was just for kind of yogurt and stuff, but it's mm. not. It's fruit purees, it's meat purees, it's any of those kind of even more textural totally. risottos and things, right? Yeah. Can go in that. Yeah, any of the batches. Yeah. Mm. I guess you just got to be mindful, like they're fine for out and about every now and then, but you don't want to rely on those at home no, you know, for no, your day-to-day meals because they're not being exposed to textures and things like that. But for out and about, totally fine. And what about the pre-made ones? Do you recommend anyone like Nourishing Bubs or Le Puree yeah. or any of those ones where for all those women that just don't I'm, have the time I'm not the or the mess sachets, <laughs> those ones? No. But, um, but yeah, those I've found those really good, those Nourishing Bubs and Le Puree time point. Yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, yeah. We, I have um, I have a couple of clubs with Le Puree, so okay. but, you know all of them are really great. There's a difference between sort of what you find in a pouch at a supermarket and what mm. you find with those companies. There's a few out there now, but they're just all handmade and, and then they're frozen, and so there's no preservatives, there's no like heat processing or anything like that. Okay, so we're all about hacks. So what is your favourite recipe for your family that everyone eats and you're not allowed to say Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mexican. <laughs> Mexican. No. I could have said Mexican yeah. because we yeah. all love Mexican. Yeah. Uh, I would think that our probably most popular recipe is beef brisket. We make that. I'm actually Ooh. making it right now <laughs> because it's something that I can pop in the oven, leave all day. It's so beautiful, but it goes with so many things. So we can sort of add heaps of variety. So, you know, tonight, <laughs> tonight we're having Mexican with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Aren't we all? We'll also, <laughs> well, we'll often have it with, you know. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. Well, do you know what? We actually have just implemented Taco Tuesday because my son came home from school and he was like, I wanted a Taco Tuesday. Yes. So we legitimately That's are doing We have got ourselves into such a problem because yeah. when Eva goes to school, like I pick her up and all the educators go, hey, Eva, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so if I'm not prepared, like I've got to pull something out of the hat here because the t- everybody knows at the school that that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. You know, you can still like that's mix so it up. Easy. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Take some of the mental load off of preparing yeah. a meal, which is like half of the battle. So we often have right. that brisket. Yeah. With Mexican or we'll have it with like mashed veggies or beautiful um, through a pasta or something like that. It's just one of those sort of meats that you kind of, it's very versatile. Yeah. That's our favorite meal. Great. And do you have a recipe for that that you'd love to share? Yeah. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get okay, it from you. We'll pop it in. And then um, yeah. we had a question from Minori in our Facebook group. Now, she's got a fussy toddler from the sounds of it. And she wants to know how she can sneak in a few key ingredients for him. I think he's two and a half. And she would love to create a smoothie for him and sneak in some of the good stuff. So she wants to know if you've got a smoothie recipe for her. <laughs> so do I, actually. Yeah, I do. However... I just want to make this a little point of it because I do think it's really important whilst we can incorporate veggies, I think we shouldn't be trying to sneak them into their diet because this is how distrust comes oh, up with food. Distrust. So bolognese for you. No, it's it's totally fine to add it in, and I do it all the time too. And pulse it small, that's totally fine. But we want to be upfront with our children if they ask what's in it. Don't lie, because that's that's going to you know in the short term, yes, they're going to have that smoothie. But we want to play the long term game with our little ones, and so it's really important if we can get them involved with the smoothie. Say, hey, can you put in the avocado? Like, can you do this? You know, totally. It might seem counterintuitive, and I can definitely provide some nutrient dense ideas for a smoothie but I just would like to try and put that out there that everyone tries not to sneak them yeah. I'm not saying I don't put stuff in I absolutely do that we put heaps of stuff in like when yeah. all my veggies are going off in the bottom of the fridge I like blitz them into wow. a fine powder and put them in this bag yeah. you know like yeah oh cool definitely do it but if my kids were like what's this orange thing I'm not going to be like oh I don't know or, <laughs> yeah you know, yeah you got to be I, I would tell them it's carrot you know, yeah you've got to be upfront with it because if you can imagine if we were eating something and then someone told us it was something completely different we would have distrust then in that person if that person's then feeding us for the rest of our next 10 years you want to be able to trust them the only thing i might come up with another name is for the liver because yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think if i explain that to eva but that's she'd but that's you yeah but that's you yeah, how do you true. know mm. they might not know what liver is that's true. like yeah but she'll ask me we to have to remember <laughs> Or like, what's in my chicken nuggets? Oh, God. Yeah. How do they need different to explaining a chicken breast, though? Well, I, them? I, I, I have no not idea. done that this either. This is not true. This is true. We are I, learning. I wouldn't do that either. Not yet. Yeah. I'm going to test it tonight. <laughs> On Marabella, yeah, which we love. Yeah. But I'm like, we have. I don't know. I, I think we have to be honest with them yeah. and tell them up front. But a big thing is we say, don't yuck someone else's yum. Yeah. So whilst liver to you is probably yuck, and you know what, we used to eat it all the time mm. as you know ancestors. It was saved for the postpartum for the babies. It was because it's so nutrient dense. Mm. And then you know over time, as more processed foods came out and yeah. advertising and things like that, we're being conditioned to think that it's not nice. Yeah, but I wouldn't say to my kids that it's not in there if they asked me yeah, but right. I'm also not like here's a liver mince you know I'll just but if they say what's in this I would tell them what's in there yeah but to yeah. be honest they don't normally ask anyway no. but I would just tell her yeah. it's liver and just hope she doesn't say like probe me further and <laughs> exactly well you don't need to be like it's an yeah, organ know, in the body right? and it's disgusting like, and <laughs> exactly it's about keeping it top level <laughs> you just you just say it's part of the chicken yeah same as the chicken nuggets right. you eat it's part of the chicken yeah <laughs> or oh, the well, beef or whatever but yeah the nutrient dense smoothies I guess there's a few things that you can do some that we often do which is pretty loved by toddlers is like a uh, chocolate avocado smoothie so the avocado you can't taste it it just gives it a real creaminess creaminess to it Mm. yeah beetroot smoothies are really popular because they're pink so we call them a barbie smoothie Um, pumpkin is delicious it's a pumpkin pie smoothie that tastes amazing you can also do cauliflower if you freeze it raw so don't cook it because then it's got that 
cauliflower taste. If you freeze, freeze it raw, raw and then okay. blend it, it actually just goes really creamy that and That is beautiful. a good tip. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. So yeah, there's some veggies, but we also add heaps of things like hemp seeds. We add collagen powder, nut butters. Uh-huh. We add things like forage for you sometimes, which is like a... I guess a whole food supplement that you don't need to buy that, but if you wanted to, that's a really beautiful one that has liver in it. Yeah, or we add, yeah, or we add desiccated liver, which is like a dried <laughs> liver powder. <laughs> So, My husband anyway. is obsessed with liver. He's going to love He this. is the liver king. But it could how, be the liver king. Yeah, it's yeah. how you're brought up, right? He's yeah. English and the, on lived yeah. on a farm and Different ate world. everything. Me, just I'm sure. a meat and free, three veg Irish gal. <laughs> just just, just not the liver. <laughs> just the liver. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much, yeah, Luca. Luca. That, that was so informative oh, and Lord. I got so much out of it. So, so much. Like, I literally think I need to have another baby to start doing this properly. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe my It's name. never too late to make yeah, changes. Yeah, so, that's so true. Auntie Liv and Nads Auntie Liv and Auntie Nads are going to implement for the future generation. Share the love. Yeah. Thank oh, you so thank much. You. Thank you for having me. And oh. where can people find you, Luca? Well, I'm most active on Instagram, so at Boop to Food. Mm-hmm. But we also have our own podcasts, Boop to Food, the podcast, where we share lots of sort of Wonderful. things like this. And my book, Milk to Meals, or our website is boopdefood.com. Yeah, best of luck with that book yeah, launch. How amazing. exciting. Can't wait to get my hands you. on a copy of that. Yeah. All right. Thank wink, you. Wink. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Luca. <laughs> Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. I, I loved that chat. Oh, my goodness me. That was awesome and a bit gross as well because <laughs> I would never eat liver as a... Well, now I maybe would eat liver because oh. now I know about all the benefits. I'm not a big pate fan, but if there are other no, ways you can I'm not a pate it. fan. Ed brings it out and it stings oh, the place out. Such it's an disgusting. English thing, isn't it? it? Such oh, an English Ed, thing. love it. Well, producer Sim was just telling us that she turned her kids orange <laughs> when they were little because she only gave them orange, orange food. Orange like carrot and yeah, pumpkin. And the little nose turned orange. I, I didn't like, know that could happen. I, well, But there's listen, proof sitting here. It's all about... Variety, right? <laughs> Everything in moderation. That's well, balance. the takeaway. I heard that from Nicole Kidman. Balance. Stuck with me a long time ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Balance. Yeah. Well, listen, Random. I think now if we ever do have another baby with us, baby Isla or mm. your new nephew. Huxley. Huxley. Uh, we now know what to feed them. We can just sneak in some liver when, yeah, when, they're, not <laughs> when they're ready. I reckon Holly would be up for that. I think Claudia yeah. would too, yeah. yeah. So we're all, we're well prepped now. Wow, it's fantastic. Great. And now it's time for... Oh, wow. That was a bit sexy. <laughs> The big whinge. I've got one. You've always got one. I know. I know. I seem like a big whinger. But you know what? What is going on with this weather? I mean, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming. Love it. Degree days. I love this. No, 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 it's great. How can you whinge but about this where weather? Where is spring? Where is spring? Well, spring is gone. Spring <laughs> is sprung. I think spring's coming back. But yes, I get it. It's like being like, woof, hello, summer's here. But I feel like even get a break. I had all this time up my sleeve. I'm like, I'm going to make sure I'm sorted for summer. <laughs> hello. Oh my God. Summer's here. What happened? Where did spring go? <laughs> like, I feel like we've gone from four seasons to two yep. and I'm not prepared. I went to the shops on the weekend to get a coffee. People are walking out with water tables, with blow up pools. I'm like, hold on, stop buying everything. I haven't got anything. <laughs> I haven't got, the I haven't got anything that I need yet. I'm so ill prepared. And I feel like it makes me think Christmas is just around the corner well, now. It is, well, it kind of is. It'll be here before we know yeah, it. I needed spring just as a buffer to get me yeah. there. Okay. I'm not ready yet. This is part whinge, but yes, agreement. Like, well, life is going so fast. It's it's going, it needs so to fast. slow it's so down. fast so fast but like cast your mind back we didn't really have an autumn mm-hmm. we went st- i remember even I freddie's mean, birthday was 40 degrees talking about global warming here like well, where's this going it's potentially <laughs> going there but like even freddie's birthday was like a 40 degree day couldn't even go outside remember and then a week later we we're in puffers that, look i'm just happy puffers. it's not raining all the time do you remember like the weeks sure. of rain like i'd much rather this problem where there's the summers come yes, a but bit I need to be ready. I don't have a picnic rug. Yeah. I don't have a beach bag. I thought I had time. Now I'm doing a station in our garage of like the summer station. I've got the boogie boards. I've got like the kids' sunglasses. Picked them up from Aldi on the weekend. Yeah. Um, I've got the beach trolley. And I'm like, what am I missing? Picnic rug, beach bag, blow up pool. Don't have a suitable blow up pool. And then you know what? They're all going to be bloody gone from have the you got w. a cool cabana yet? No, I don't you have must. a cool cabana. <laughs> you must get one before they sell out. You have got to get one. Change Do you think my I life. can wait till? Black like Friday. Friday. Uh, oh, I don't know if they check what they did last but then year. I'm like, how many beautiful weekends am I going to miss until Black Friday comes along? Like, the, yep. I'm feeling this sense of I like would anxiety. That's an investment in your families and get the extra large one. It's worth it. It's not like you're talking like $300. Yes, but you use Far it all out, the time. Brussels sprout. 
Oh man. Okay. I haven't budgeted for this financially. I okay, thought I well, had two I months bought, up my sleeve. I bought mine. So let's do the girl math on it. Okay. I bought mine four years ago. It cost me $279. Mm-hmm. I've used it, I don't know, plenty of times. I'm sure it's down to like. <laughs> Your girl math's not really working. $5. <laughs> $5 cost per, per use. <laughs> yes, okay, sure. sure. Okay. So it's worth it. It's definitely. And also, you're like light skinned as well, like me. Oh, or, I'm a bit more olive. Okay, than you. you've got a bit more. Yeah. You, All right. Well, anyway, that's my whinge is it's all happening very quickly and I'm not prepared and I like to be prepared. I have a full shopping list. And I know it's quite no exciting time. knowing like, oh, holidays are coming. I'm going to yeah. buy this. Oh, but gosh, it's, give me a bit more time. Like spring, where did you go? I just missed you. Fly in, fly out. Fly in, fly out. Anyway. All right. Where are we going now? We're going to Hackhack City. Hackhack City. I'll tell you where we're going, baby. That's my favourite. My favourite place. I love it. All right, go for it then. Oh, you want me to go first? Go for it. Okay. As we know, Eva is starting school next year. I've talked about this till the cows come home. You can tell I'm mentally trying to prepare myself each week a little bit more. Found a great hack Mm -hmm. because I'm now in that moment where I'm trying to buy school supplies. I'm looking at bento boxes. I'm looking at all the... Well, I'm trying to get ahead and like get all the stuff I need. And that's her Christmas present. Merry Christmas. We're ready for school. (laughs) I'm that mum. Anyway, um, I saw those mini thermoses, right? And I was like, they're great. Because I can put in some fried rice or like some, she likes oh a bit of soup and things like that. Well, just leftovers. You've got right? to be that mum. I'm not going to go to like stupid lengths, but wow. thermoses are handy for like any kind of meals you want to keep warm. So, sure. Hack I learned. <laughs> okay. You can't just put the food in the thermos and expect it to stay warm. What you must do. Hmm. Is someone screaming? Oh, no, it's the thing. Think I'm good or no? What you must do mm. is pre-fill that thermos with hot boiling water, mm. tip it out, then put your food in there, crack the lid on. That thing is going to stay warm the all day time. long. Yeah, okay. it's not going to go down. That's what you have to preheat it first. You can't just throw it in there willy-nilly and hope for the best. It's not oh, going to stay lucky warm. Lucky Eva to have a mum that's figuring this stuff out that's six giving, months out from school. That's giving her leftovers. Max, Max is in year four and came to me, hey, mum, can I, you know, have the pasta that other kids have? I'm like, no, why would you eat cold pasta? <laughs> you just said, well, it doesn't have well, to be cold. Well, they have it in this fa- this thing. And I'm like, what thing? <laughs> anyway. Take a photo, Max. I need ideas. <laughs> well, it's clearly this thing you're talking it's about. It's a thermos, a mini thermos. Still Many people get Vegemite sandwich every day. Anyway, that's <laughs> just how I roll. That. We would love that. Yeah. We would love that. All right, my hack, I actually, you know, I am the hack queen, love a good... Let's take the short route. Mm-hmm. But um, I did put it out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's funny who watches my Instagram. You know, yeah, lots, you don't realise how lots people... Lots of Randy Andy. Anyway, yeah. all, all the boys came out with oh, some this time. Well, it's a question. I still don't know the question. I was like, tell me your best mum hack. I was, oh, you wanted I was, a mum yeah, hack. I was like, help, I've got a podcast. I've got to show the help mum hacks. <laughs> anyway, hello, boys. Um, didn't realise you were watching. And they all said, isn't this funny? I had mm. four replies from the boys. Yeah. Every single one said... Marry well. That's all they said to me. That's all they said to me. And that's I don't know the if they're hack. talking about themselves or talking about yeah, which no, I way think around. They chose good wives. Yeah, I think they chose that sort of, but I don't think that's what they meant. <laughs> uh, they're like marry, marry good husband. Um, so yes, that's that's my hack. But another one that you can actually um, yeah, give us some put into gold. play. How about Lucy said butter on bruises? It works. What? Sorry, what do you mean? It so works. So put butter on a bruise, and obviously the bruise goes away. Butter on a bruise. We're going to try that one. I she like swears we, by it. So I I'm feel gonna... like before you take Lucy's word for it, you need to go and like, I can give you my child. Eva's right, like a Lucy, baby you're... giraffe. She's got a different <laughs> bruise everywhere. And give a notice. Like, I'm going to do that. Well, that's that's what I got this week, all right? Oh, my goodness. So okay, I'm going to give it a go. That. Let's try that. Well, I'm going to hold you accountable and you're going to report back to the Facebook group. Okay, well, I've already done one. I've already married well, so... <laughs> Is it the butter you're talking about? <laughs> or is Ed married well? <laughs> we'll see. Bit of both, I think. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. What another cracking episode. We just loved being in your ears again. Yes. And we look forward to the next one. Yep. And we'll catch you in the Facebook group because, as we know, so many hacks and so many gems are being dropped in there on the daily. That's right. So we'll catch you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.